Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez, and this episode is about helping you identify and hopefully avoid, or at least minimize, some of the most common small business startup mistakes. I'm going to share with you my top seven common small business mistakes to avoid so that you can start and grow a successful and profitable small business. For the show notes page for this episode and all my other small business resources, and to learn more about my one-on-one coaching and group coaching programs, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. I also encourage you to please subscribe to my show wherever you might be listening so you don't miss any new episodes. And I want to take a moment to thank a few of my recent small business coaching clients, including West. Dave and M, I welcome the opportunity to serve as your coach and help you start and grow your businesses. Here is my top seven most common reasons small business startups fail. These are the mistakes that you hope to avoid or minimize to give you the highest probability of success with your small business startup. Number seven, poor research and planning. So one of the biggest mistakes I see people make in starting their first business is not spending the time or learning how to or doing the work of creating a detailed business plan. Now, I'm not necessarily referring to a an elaborate, highly verbose business plan. Maybe that is what you need, but in most cases, what we need, even if it's just for ourselves, is a document that gathers and presents all of the research, all of the planning, the details of our business model, our financial projections. It compiles all of that work that we've done to hopefully do the best planning we can to give us the best probability of success and to validate at least in the way of projections that the business idea that we have, we have an underlying business model that has a high probability for profitability and scalability. So a comprehensive plan should include market research, a clear understanding of your target audience or your ideal client, a solid marketing strategy, financial projections, and an operating plan. And so without thorough planning, businesses are likely to struggle initially, especially to define your direction. And in the meantime, you're burning through cash that you may not have a lot of. You may not manage your finances effectively. You may not really clearly understand your market or what they really want. What is their real pay that you can solve? And so this leads to rudderless execution and poor execution that often leads to a failed business. So specifically, some of the components as a product process of planning that I see are often a mistake is being overly optimistic on your financial projections. For example, assuming your business is going to get to break even sooner than it might, or not preparing for the possibility that it doesn't scale that quickly. And then what do you do to cover your expenses? Another common mistake is ignoring your competition or dismissing your competition instead of learning from the competition and helping you understand by learning from the competition, what you can do differently, what you can do better, what will be your differentiator in that market. A flawed pricing model is another big mistake. Often this results from just a lack of research, a lack of calculating what the right markup should be so that you have enough profit on the product or service that you're offering. And also just being overly optimistic about how much money someone is willing to pay for your product or service without any proof to that. That relates to not listening to the customer. And that's why it's so critical, and I'll probably repeat this several times throughout this episode, of not validating as quickly as possible 
with your target customer that they're in fact willing to pay for the product or service that you're offering. Of course, there's a little bit of timing involved in everything, although that's a hard thing to do. You know, when I get asked, is this the right time to start a business? I always say it's the best of times and the worst of times. But of course, there's some obvious times when perhaps a certain type of business shouldn't be started. If you told me you were going to start a full service restaurant, sit down restaurant in the middle of COVID, I probably would have said you might want to wait. If you were thinking about starting a mortgage brokerage back in 2008 after the financial crisis, probably bad timing. So there are some obvious timing considerations. This you have to be careful with because it can hold you back and it'll never be the perfect time to launch a business. So I have related resources on this topic of research and planning, including episode 382 on business plans, episode 395 on financial projections for small business startups, and then two workshops, two online workshops, one to help you create and finalize your business plan and another workshop on financial projections to help you create those critical, important financial projections to help you validate that most important decision before you move forward. Is this business idea and business model financially viable? The sixth most common mistake small business startups make is either partnering with the wrong people and or hiring the wrong team. So I've lumped those together because these are the people issues. Let's start with hiring the wrong team. It's critical when you're a small business, when you're a startup, when you're probably making a few, maybe not even initially, but it, but eventually those few key hires, those are impactful because again, you're a small team. So everybody that joins has an impact. So you want to make sure you have a process and that you are methodical about trying to hire the right people. I say try because in my experience, hiring is as much an art as it is a science, but there are things that you can do to improve that process, to get better at hopefully finding the right fit for your business. But then if that person is not a right fit, the biggest mistake I see small business owners make is hanging on too long to those people. I get it that maybe this is someone who's a family member or a friend that you've hired, but if you keep them and they're the wrong fit, it can destroy your business. Certainly, it'll destroy morale, which means it impacts everything else within your organization, including the service and the quality that you're going to be able to deliver to your customers and clients. There's a whole series of episodes and resources that I have for you at thehowabusiness.com. Just go to the archives page for the podcast and then on the employee section, click on the employee section and you'll find all of the employee related episodes there. Now, partnerships I can talk about for hours, and I and I have spoken about it for hours on many of the episodes of this show. But to summarize it here, this is a killer of small businesses is partnering with the wrong person, right? We go into it ideally thinking we are in alignment with that person, that we know that person, but things change. Money changes us. Uh, business changes us. And so it's important to upfront before you start the business to have those difficult and detailed and pointed conversations with the person or persons you're going to partner with. And then you must have a detailed partnership or operating agreement that's been created by an attorney to make sure it spells out all of, if not most of the potential scenarios that might come up. That if there isn't something in writing as to how you deal with it, it could paralyze and kill a business. 
So related resources on this one, I have episode 465, prepare for a successful business partnership and other related episodes. And then the key tool here that I have for you is I encourage you to download the business partnership checklist. This checklist, while it doesn't cover everything, it covers the majority of those things that you need to at least talk about with a partner before you start the business. And I'll have a download for that checklist on the show notes page for this episode at thehowofbusiness.com. I also have a workshop, a business partnership workshop that you can join, an online workshop to help you get this right. The fifth most common business startup mistake that I have on my list is starting too big or not taking the MVP, the minimally viable product approach or the iterative approach. In other words, we all have probably a vision or an idea of what we want our business to be or look like. And that idea and vision is understandably and necessary that it be big. It needs to be a big vision. The challenge is though, that we need to scale or niche down typically and in most businesses. It doesn't apply to every business, but I think it applies to most business ideas. And that is how can I get started? This is a question to ask yourself. How can you get started with a small aversion as possible so that I can get it to market as quickly as possible with investing as little capital as realistically possible so that I can get the validation, the true validation, the only validation that matters, which is your target audience saying, yes, I want some of this and I'm willing to pay your price. The takeaway is this and the mistake to avoid is this. Starting too big and therefore being strapped for resources, you've got all in, you've got no more money in reserve, that usually leads to failure. Reason number four, or common mistake number four that I see a lot of small business owners make is poor marketing and sales. Now, the marketing part of it certainly ties back to reason number one, which is poor planning, marketing, and your marketing plan, at least how you're going to go to market initially, should definitely be part of your business plan. But then ongoing marketing and sales. We can have a great solution, but it's meaningless if nobody knows about it. And of course, the challenge that we we have added to this as small business owners with limited resources is we simply don't have the budget to make it known to everyone. So neglecting marketing and customer acquisition, you know, some entrepreneurs focus so much on the product or the service that you neglect the importance of a strong marketing strategy that's going to attract your ideal customer. And in today's competitive market, understanding your audience, effective branding, and a solid online presence, of course, is crucial for success. And without a strategy to attract and then retain customers, even the best, and we can find these historically, even the best products or services will go unnoticed and therefore fail. Part of this, as I said, is trying to cast too wide of a net, trying to be everything to everybody. Instead, you want to niche down. And initially, you want to pick a target niche audience. I hear this often from people starting a business saying, well, my product or service is for everybody or a broad range of people. And that may well be true. But what I'm here to share with you is that at least initially for small businesses with limited resources, you're not going to win there. You've got to focus your efforts and your resources on as small a viable audience as possible. And then as you achieve success there, you can begin to expand. Sales is part of this as well. So not focusing on sales, either because you feel you're not good at it, or you feel people will just discover you without having to sell. Again, it depends on the type of product or service that you're offering, but marketing and sales are critical. 
Resources that I have for you on this topic of marketing and sales include a whole series of marketing episodes. Just go to the archives for the podcast at thehowabusiness.com and then click on the marketing episodes category and you'll see a whole list of marketing episodes there, including how to put together a marketing plan. And then for sales, I encourage you to start with episode 430, Sales Fundamentals for Small Business Owners. Common startup business mistake number three on my list is getting in your own way. Certainly in the early days of your business, you probably have to do everything or you and your partners or maybe one or two key employees. And that's understandable and that's necessary. The challenge then is to get past that early startup phase. You continue to try to do everything either because it's your identity or it's what you've always done or you're great at that. And so that keeps you from being able to step back from the business, from being able to empower and develop your team and it will keep you from being able to scale. So you have to avoid at a certain point trying to do everything alone. So it's not just in our hiring of employees, but it's also in the help that you may get or should get in those early stages of planning and launching your business. And this can lead to burnout. And of course, it's going to prevent your business from growing. It just will because you only have so much capacity. And so it's important in those early stages of your business to recognize when you need to start delegating, when you need to start hiring, whether it's on staff or virtual, such as perhaps a bookkeeper or an accountant or a marketing expert, and you focus on the areas of the business where you bring the most expertise and you delegate the other pieces to others. You know, a great book, of course, related to this topic is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And one of the key takeaways from that book is you need to get very quickly to working on your business as opposed to just working in the business, making the donuts every day. And then related to this, related to getting in your own way is, and I understand it because it's hard to pivot. It's hard to adjust. It's hard to say to yourself and perhaps to your team, this business model that we've gone to market with, it simply doesn't work. It doesn't scale. It's not profitable. So we have to be willing to adjust and sometimes adjust dramatically so that we can now begin to build a profitable and scalable business. This, of course, ties back to common mistake number five, starting too big. So a combination of starting small, as small as possible, validating that you have a market and that that people are willing to pay for the product or service that you're offering. And then this common mistake of not getting out of your own way is partly tied to not willing to adjust or pivot to what the market is telling you, then you're getting in your own way. And that's a common reason why I see small businesses can fail. Common reason for small business startup failure number two, really this one should have been last, but the one I'm saving for last is a little bit more dramatic. But number two that I have on my list is just not getting started or getting overwhelmed by the process of planning and research and preparation because it's a lot of work, a lot of hard work, letting that overwhelm or paralyze you. Very common and it's okay if that happens. What I suggest if that does happen to you, but it's still something you want to move forward with is that you take it a step at a time. You break it down. You're on your own individual path. There really is no, no rule on how long it might take you versus someone else to plan 
and get ready to launch your business. You may not be ready right now, and so it's better to wait until you are to get launched. But we also, and I have a tendency of doing this, of overanalyzing, of analysis paralysis. Now, how do we know when we're there? Well, that's tough for us to tell ourselves that. So that's when a coach or a mentor or some other advisor or someone else you know who started a business, talk to them and they can give you the honest feedback as to whether legitimately you're not ready, you need to do some more work, or you need help with breaking it down and putting together a project plan that you can take a step at a time. Or if you really are not ready or it's an idea that isn't viable. And so those might be legitimate reasons. But again, the common mistake is that you've done all the work or you begin doing the work, it gets hard and it is hard, and then you get paralyzed and you never do it. And that's the worst thing we want is to become one of those people that always talks about the business that you're going to start, but never actually does it. I've mentioned getting help several times here on this episode. And of course, that's one of the things that I offer is small business coaching, both one-on-one coaching and accountability programs and group coaching programs. So if you're interested in that and you need help, I encourage you to visit thehowabusiness.com. Just click on the coaching link at the top of the screen at the top menu bar, and you can learn more about my coaching offerings there. And then if you think it might be a fit, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching consultation with me. There's no obligation. And on that call, we'll get to know each other a little bit better. You'll understand a little bit more about my coaching approach. I will hopefully be able to give you some initial guidance on those top questions or concerns that you might have as you're planning to start your business or growing your business. And then I'll share with you more details on my coaching program on that call. So to learn more about my coaching offerings, just go to thehowabusiness.com, click on the coaching link at the top, and that's where you'll find all the information about my one-on-one and group coaching programs. And the number one most common small business startup mistake in my experience and observation is running out of money or not having enough money. So not having enough working capital, cash in the business or readily available to help you get through to break even is the critical mistake that I often see. Now, there's a lot to that. You know, calculating break even goes back to your financial projections, part of the business planning mistake. Now, there are small businesses, especially if you niche down and you start very small, where you may not have very much in the way of ongoing expenses. You know, an ongoing online business is an example of that. So it may well be that you don't need a lot of working capital. That's great. That shows that also you have scaled down to start with a very niche or MVP version of your solution. But for most small business owners, we need some level of cash in the business to get us through that startup period. And cutting corners there and then not managing the cash well is what leads to running out of cash, running out of places to go get more cash. And that's when we have to close down. Pretty simple, but that's the way it works. When a business runs out of cash and you can't meet your obligations and there's not enough coming in to cover the overhead, the expenses, then we have to shut it down and that's how businesses fail. But it is the biggest reason why small businesses fail. And it's often why, you know, you might have seen that business that seemed like it was doing incredibly well, always a lot of people there, a lot of a buzz, a lot of excitement, it seemed like a, a no-fail idea and yet all of a sudden their doors are closed. Well, in all likelihood, they probably had a cash management issue. Either they weren't charging the right price and therefore the expenses were out of line, or it could have been a partnership issue as well. But in all likelihood, they ran out of cash. They got caught in a cash crunch that they could not overcome. So there are other components to this, not managing receivables, 
not planning for large expenses, of course, not having a backup plan like a credit line, or as I said before, additional cash to invest. All of those things can add up to running out of money and having to shut down your business. So the most important thing to do to avoid this is that in your planning process, in particular in your financial projections, that you are allowing for enough working capital, enough cash in reserve into business or quickly available so that you can cover the expenses, in particular, if the business doesn't ramp up as quickly as you thought, or if you've got a a bump in the road, a downturn that you weren't expecting, then you have the cash to get you through that period of time to survive that period of time and then continue to grow the business. So those are my top seven most common mistakes that you want to avoid when you start your business. To recap them again, Number seven was poor research and planning. Number six is partnering with the wrong person or not having uh, established the right partnership agreement and understandings. And then related to the people part of it, number six is also about the wrong team and letting that go on and having it destroy your culture and your business. Number five is starting too big, not taking the MVP or iterative approach, if at all possible for your business. Number four is poor marketing and sales, thinking that people will just find you or that you don't have to do sales or uh, having a misconception as to what sales is. So poor marketing and sales is number four. Number three is getting in your own way, which often has to do with not letting go, not letting go control, feeling like you have to do it all, not getting help when you need it, and refusing to adjust, refusing to pivot in the face of what your market is telling you that they really want. Number two is not getting started at all or getting overwhelmed and paralyzed. And the number one reason or most common mistake that small business owners make is not having enough money, being underfunded. That's what kills a lot, if not most small business owners. The other thing, probably 1A and 1B is partnership issues. So if you can avoid or mitigate these common mistakes, then you significantly increase your chance of success with your small business. There's no guarantees, of course. There's always a risk. But if you'll address these issues, be aware of them, plan for them, get the help that you need to avoid them, then you give yourself a much higher chance of achieving success with your small business. And then, of course, you're going to continuously learn from mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. That's part of being in business. But hopefully you avoid the big critical mistakes that others have made and that you can learn from. Even when we do everything right, we often can use a little bit of luck. But you can significantly improve your probability of success by avoiding or greatly minimizing these seven common mistakes that I've outlined for you. I wish you the best as you do launch and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release new episodes every Monday morning. You can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including The How of Business YouTube channel and at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.